We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a beat poet. Name, name your, name your price. Ah, a tool, an idea, an inspiration... To do more than just say what you want to pay, oh no, but to see the options that could fit your budget. (sighs) Steve. Steve, enough bongos. Find car insurance that fits your budget at Progressive.com. Makes me want to dance. Steve! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So maybe Sunderland can break through thanks to DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> this is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Mondogold.com, your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to Mondogold.com and enter code ROTO for a 200% bonus on your first deposit. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and joining me as usual is Andrew Laird this week. It's Rodico. It's Chelsea versus Arsenal, Andrew. <laughs> you got to be flying pretty high after that European performance. Yeah. I think both of us uh, had a little bit of a 180 going in, or going in from going into Wednesday and then coming out, but yeah, yeah, what a yeah. disaster. As, as you said on the uh, midweek edition of the podcast, Chelsea just played a lot better with Oscar. Yeah. And he'll presumably be back, but we don't know who else will be in the lineup, really, uh, because there are a lot of changes made midweek. Uh, let's start there, Andrew. Um, what kind of Chelsea lineup do you think is going to be rolled out there? Because as of right now, you just don't know. I think uh, Diego Costa deserves to get his starting job back. Uh, he didn't start that midweek one, but came on when Willian got hurt, which was uh, disappointing. He scored a rather weird free kick goal that shouldn't have been. Yeah, bad goaltending. He was yeah. expe- a go- goaltender expecting someone to touch it and it just goes into the far corner. Yeah, that's, why on, you shoot it, that's why you shoot it at the far corner. Exactly, that's, yeah. Somebody exactly. on Twitter made the great point that it looked like Oscar's, I don't know if it was in the first week or whenever it was, but he had a, a very similar goal. Williams was yeah. much deeper. Yeah, but Williams was much deeper and not hit nearly as hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oscar's free kicks in week one were unbelievable. Yeah, I think Oscar... Um, was trying to score on the one that he scored on, whereas I don't think... I mean, w- you obviously need to put the ball towards the goal because you can exactly what happened can happen. Yeah. But um, I didn't get the, the impression as much from the Willian one, maybe because he was so so much deeper than Oscar. I was also a little s- surprised to see Willian taking it instead of Oscar after how well he had done on those free kicks. But yeah, Willian's probably going to be out having the left, left that match with a hamstring injury. Yeah, uh, that's, usually the, four, that's usually 14 days. Yeah, I haven't looked through the full injury reports yet, but you know when you when you have to come off early in the first half, it, that's usually not a good sign. Yeah, so it's usually I, 14 days. Yeah, uh, I assume it, Costa gets his point. gets his job back. I don't know if they'll start Costa and Remy. I mean, obviously the, it worked to success on on Wednesday, but Arsenal's a little bit better than Maccabee Tel Aviv, so hopefully Slightly. at least hopefully don't tell Dinamo Zagreb. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't, I don't know who I, I don't know to tell you the truth. I assume Pedro will probably go back in for, for Remy, and um, Costa for for uh, Willian and Ruben Loftus Cheek looked pretty good. I don't know why. I've I don't see any reason. Sh- I've, I've been saying that he should play back there next to Modric for a long time. Yeah, I don't see any reason to take him out after that performance. He's very comfortable on the ball, and he's good defensively. It's exactly what they need. Yep, he looked really he's just, good. He, he's, a, he's a poor man's Nemanja Matic. He's just a young man's Nemanja Matic. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, fine. For, for, fantasy, for fantasy purposes, if you have Nemanja Matic and expect those stats, he'll just have a, a little fewer. Even my cat agrees, who's uh, <laughs> making an appearance on the podcast nice. for the first time this season. But uh, no, but Chelsea defensively, is the I mean, if Baba Rockman is in the lineup, considering the price that he's likely going to be priced at, would you be tempted, Chelsea at home? Yeah, he he's not quite as cheap uh, on Mondegol as on some other daily sites, but yeah, it's pretty. I, I'm I'm going to stay away from that one, I, mostly because I don't want to have to cheer for Arsenal not to score. That's just like my fandom moving in. Oh. But you can obviously play with your heart, not with your brain. Yeah, I think there are enough defensive options elsewhere that yeah. putting Rockman in. But yeah, I mean, he played well enough to to warrant keeping that spot. 
Uh, and, and Aspilicueta looked comfortable on his natural side. Yeah, yeah, they look really good. And what was it, Zuma and Cahill, right, in the middle? I don't know how much, I mean, I can't really see Jose Mourinho benching Terry for from now on, basically, you know, whether this is going to be the four he goes with. But based on the performance Wednesday, I think they all deserve another shot, sp- yeah. specifically against a legitimate team that they usually beat. So, Yeah, well, you you got to think that in a big game – that Jose Mourinho is going to go with the guys he knows. Maybe, yeah. It's, you know, I I actually fully anticipate Ivanovic will still be in the lineup. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's because he doesn't let's change. Ho- let's hope so. If there's if, if many things Jose Mourinho is, uh, one thing he uh, agile is not one of them. You know, in his lineups, he just doesn't change them. So I fully anticipate that Brian Flavio Ivanovic will be in right back, and he'll just have a quick hook if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I mean, it. it makes sense. No, it doesn't, because he's been terrible. Well, I mean, it makes sense to have a quick hook. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, that part, yes. Yeah. But, Arsenal, uh, I'm anxious to see how they line up. Cause... Exactly. I was just about to say, same question except flip it. What, what, offensive, uh, what offensive line do you think Arsenal is going to put out there? I mean, would it be a Walcott? Would it be a Giroud? Would it be both? Because if you put Walcott on, a, on let's say, the wing and make him run at those slow flanks yeah. on, on Chelsea, yeah, that'd I be think a good idea. That, yeah, they, Arsenal rested... Aaron Ramsey and Hector Bellerin for that midweek match, and so I kind of assume that they're going to start. Uh, Bellerin. I don't see why. I don't see why Ramsey is a must start. I was going to say I think Bellerin is is a definite start. I see no reason why Ramsey should should start, particularly against Arsenal or against Chelsea. If you know they they the team sheets come out the same time, so you don't know if Ivanovic is going to play. But if he does, then you got to get Alex Oxley, Chamberlain, and Walcott. I mean, you just have to throw speed at it. Yep, those and, speed and skill, skill on the ball too. Yeah, I believe I saw a, a note the other day that Walcott has scored in eleven straight starts, and yet he doesn't seem to have any sort of regular starting job, which is just absurd. Uh, Olivier Giroud picked up a red card in that midweek match. That obviously doesn't apply for this one, but it does at least apply for the next week's Champions League. Which, thank God, he won't. There won't be a temptation to start him, but it, Arsenal just looks so much more dangerous with Walcott uh, leading that. Whether it's yeah. leading the line well, or whatever it is, the speed that he brings. Here's well, here, here here's my flip side. Would you feel comfortable given his injury history starting Walcott three times in seven days? Well, I don't think he, did he start. He didn't start. Um, oh, he just came on. I yeah. thought he started against uh, Dinamo. No, I don't think he started last weekend. Did he? In no, but I'm talking League? about the midweek. Midweek weekend. Oh, midweek. midweek. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a good point. In fact, that's probably exactly what will happen. They won't they won't yeah. start him because of that. But they they're I don't trust Olivier Giroud against any sort of uh, center backs that that Chelsea has. You know, Cahill, Zuma, Terry. Um, am I missing one? No, no those are the three. Yeah, enough. like I, I would those guys would dominate Olivier Giroud. Whereas I think Walcott, the speed that he brings, can at least. Uh, you know, free him up in a little space, at least against Terry and Cahill. Yeah, it's more what, what worries me, even with whether it's Giroud or Walcott. I mean, Giroud knows how to get to the right spot in the box when someone's running down the flank, mm-hmm. and there may be multiple times when that happens. That's fair. That, that, that's, that's the way I think he would score. He wouldn't score, you know, headers or back to goal, you know, that kind of situation, but he wouldn't turn a, like, a, 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 anyway, it doesn't matter. What's, I the think score? He, I, What's the score I, in this one? Maximum 1 1. Yeah, that's exactly what I think it is. Maximum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 that, that's, that's, what, that's what my head says it will be. My heart thinks it's going to be like 4 nothing Arsenal. <laughs> I 
I have no confidence in this Chelsea team at there, all. There's no way that uh, Jose Mourinho would lose to Arsene Wenger for nothing. I don't think he has a choice. It's his players that are terrible right now. I, I think once it hits two, he he'll go with you know. He'll, he'll get his Terry, own. Red Cahill, Zuma, Mikel, Loftus Cheek, Matic. You know, I, I guarantee you he will. I guarantee you that if he is losing to Arsene Wenger at home. He's going to get himself a red card. You know, just have to have that post-match handshake full, full <laughs> crap that happens. There's a there's talk now that he's facing a five-game suspension for the uh, physio situation. What, what was her name? Eva. Something. Eva Canero. Canero. Yeah, that I guess his disparaging comments to her is possibly facing. A Good. Suspension. He deserves it. So, that was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. Yeah. So we'll see how. It'll be interesting to see what happens without him there. Obviously, that doesn't apply for this week, so we don't have to worry yeah, about that. Exactly. Well, I mean, well, it, well, you know, he'll still control the team. He just won't be standing there doing whatever he does, writing in his little black notebook on the sideline. Right. He'll do it from Abramovich's box or whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. We've talked enough about Rotico, if uh, if you will, El Rotico. But uh, <laughs> you know, I got to call it something. Uh, Arsenal are they're they're gonna win. I, I just know it. No chance. Anyway, let's move on. Aston Villa are at home against West Brom. Uh, this is a game where a lot of budget options, defensively especially, may be something you're looking at here. Yeah, because, well, I, there are a few attacking options. Scott Sinclair has looked fantastic for Aston Villa, but Rudy Gestead, it doesn't really look that great. Uh, Jordan Ayew, I don't think, is playing enough to, to warrant it. So I think Sinclair, Agbam Lahore, I would probably ignore also. So I think Sinclair is the only... Astonville attacking option that I would consider, even though, you know, that's what they kind of try to keep doing is just attack. But on the West Ham, West Brom side, excuse me, I like Solomon Rondon. But after that, I'm not sure there's anyone there. So it's kind of weird. I think both both of these teams, I think, can score on each other. And so I'm, I'm not so high on the defensive options, maybe because Aston Villa has looked so poor defensively for so long. But um Rondon has looked really good, particularly in that early Chelsea game. Um, so, you know, if there's if this goal game is one one, and I only have you know one potential goal score on each side, that that's usually not enough for me to go all in on them. So, I might even just stay away from this one. Yeah, I mean, defensively, I do like some of the defenders, like Craig Dawson on West Brom. You have to like uh, Jordan Amavi has been yeah. active on Aston Villa. You got to like some of them at least. Uh, which also means you you may want to look at the goaltenders. Boaz Myhill has always been a good budget option yeah. if he is priced that way. And Brad Guzon, I mean, he makes saves. Yep. He gets saves every week, so yeah. you, know, you get you get some you get some some windfall even if he lets up some goals. Yeah, I just uh, you know I think this one could be just like the the other one we're saying. It'll be one yeah. one, and you get your you know your one goal allowed bonus on on Mondo goal, which is nice. But um, I don't know, I. Yeah, I think they call that the Lucas Fabianski rule. <laughs> he, he's, he's let up one goal, I think, almost every game this season. Yeah, right, maybe. Yeah, I think he has three straight one-goal games. Anyway. But there's no, I mean, where, are there any, any other attacking options you would even think about other than no. Sinclair and Rondon? Well, I mean, Sinclair, Rondon, uh, if Barahino starts. Yeah. I wonder how long that'll take. Because obviously that's going to happen at some point. I mean, Barahino, yeah, I mean, Barahino and Rondon together would be interesting. Yeah. But then that takes that takes value away from both, right? Well, it also takes value away from Guzan and Amavi and Bakuna. Although I think Bakuna is mostly a midfielder still, even though he's starting at right back. Yeah. Yep. 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 Know. Yep. Absolutely. I, I probably won't watch a second of that one. No, I won't be watching a second of it. 
I would be interested in watching a second, at least, of Burnmouth at home against Sunderland to yeah. see if Burnmouth can recover from last week. This is the team to try to do it on. This is the team to try to do it on, but, I mean, Burnmouth, you know, against Norwich, you would have thought they would have put up a little better fight, but maybe at home against Sunderland they can get the offense back going specifically. Um, got to like your options up front. You got to like Callum Wilson again, right? Yeah, I ranked Wilson. We, he was a composite third. You and I both had him third also. Chris went yeah. second. So, yeah, the, this I, I, I'm still anxious to see if they line him up with Glenn Murray. Murray was on the bench last weekend. I think that was his first game for them. So, um, you know, they're just not used to playing with guys that are just like them in terms of, you know, where they line up on the field. So the the upside play is Wilson, I think. I think he's a better goal scorer than Murray. But, you know, you wouldn't you have to prepare yourself for the possibility that Murray poaches a few goals that you think would otherwise go to Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't necessarily think it lowers the value of Callum Wilson. I think it's actually going to be an experiment, and if both do well, then they'll keep it. If not, they'll drop Murray back down. Yeah, that's you fair. Know, that, you know, it's not like it's going to be, be a slight on Callum Wilson. Right, right. But, you know, Matt Ritchie, Simon Francis, uh, Archer Burrich, or Archer Burrich, any, any love there? Uh, yeah, I would definitely consider it. The, the only hesitation I had was that I, I'm still very high on um, Jermaine Lenz, but... The, the the positive on Lens is that he can give you, or the reason I like him is because of the peripheral stats. So you could theoretically uh, try to bank on him getting a bunch of peripheral stats and not scoring, <laughs> and then Boric has some value there. But yeah, I, I, uh, you know, Burnmouth obviously gave up three goals last week to a Norwich side that I don't think anybody thought was going to score three goals. But yeah, as home against Sunderland's, I think. Uh, I don't know if it's a better matchup. Well, yeah, it's a better matchup because you're at home and they stink. But, um, you know, it, it, it's a classic situation where you go, you know, Francis and Boric and then Defoe pulls in some garbage goal in the 87th minute to yeah. ruin your clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a very similar matchup to what's next with Newcastle at home against Watford. Uh, Odion Igalo can't stop scoring, but, you know, Newcastle at home, there might be value there because Watford don't tend to score more than one very often. And, you know, if there's a time that Newcastle can pull a clean sheet off, it would be now probably, right? Yeah, although we've kind of talked previously about how Newcastle plays to their opponent. And so if they're going to play, you know, they shut out Manchester United at Old Trafford, but then they're home against Watford and you could see them kind of throwing up a dud. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm comfortable with the Newcastle defense, with you know, at least with uh, Daryl Janmott and then Kroll. But... I feel like with Watford, uh, Igalo has been as good as Dini has been bad in terms of uh, fantasy value. But they, they were both 20-goal scorers last year, but Igalo got a lot of his off the bench, and Dini was obviously the, the significant higher upside play coming into the season. And they've been totally switched. You know, the, that Dini's still starting, but Igalo is the clear uh, top uh, fantasy option from Watford. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, you have to... Yeah, you have to think that now, and it, I mean, it pains you, it pains me personally because, of course, <laughs> I'm the one who was talking up Troy Deeney all the time and well, bagging you him the up only whenever one, I could. Deeney was a very popular pick, kind of everywhere, just because. I mean, understandably, I think you know nobody would be surprised if he had Igalo's production. You know, if he had a few goals at this point of the season, but Igalo, if if you're ever in a fantasy position now of oh, I think I might take Deeney, you you have to take Igalo. Yeah, because they're basically they're probably 
They're relatively similar in price. Yeah, they're, they're switching roles. Would you in this matchup? Do you think that there's a clean sheet potential here between for either team? Torrelio Gomez has been under, you know really undervalued goaltender this season. Yeah, he has been um, making you know clean sheets or getting uh, saves. Excuse me, not clean sheets, but yeah, I think uh, you know they're he's not. Got, a, he's got a couple clean sheets too. Yeah, I don't think there are a lot of one one sided matchups this week. So, you know, I, so I'll take the. I think, yeah, I think either side here could could post a clean sheet. So I don't have a lot of attacking options on. No, on you wouldn't side, take an attacking so. option, but I, I mean, I would definitely consider defensive options in this one. You just got to pick a side. Yeah, well, that's that's what I mean because you're not because you're not comfortable with any attacking options. Well, this also could be nil nil. Yep, yep, it really could. You can take the double clean sheet. Can't start yeah. two goalies, but no, yeah, that would be an interesting formats. stack actually to go. You know. Gomez, Neom. That's a lot of risk. Jan, yeah. <laughs> when a the game goes 5-4, you've got exactly. negative A lot of risk in one place. All right, let's move on, though, because that, that matchup is not incredibly interesting. But uh, Stoker at home against Leicester. Uh, I mean, it, this is all Leicester all day, right? Even though they're on the road? Um, that's what we should think. Um, I mean, Stoke like, looked uh, pretty good in that loss to Arsenal. Jack Butlin particularly looked good. Let me rephrase saves, there. Yeah, like Butlin looked really good. And Leicester take a ton of shots, so I would expect a lot of saves out of this one. So, um, I don't know. I feel like Leicester, they have this weird way of playing that they need to get behind to then kind of turn it on, which is what we saw at Aston Villa. They were down 2 nothing last weekend and won 3-2. And then last year, you know, they were basically you know 99% of the way to relegation and went on this great streak so it's almost like the classic men and blazers scoring too early you don't want to score you, you basically want to beat them in the 89th minute and not have give them any time to to respond yeah and then hope there's only one minute of extra time. yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, the I, I, I'm not convinced that they're going to go in and, and blast Stoke you know Riyad Mahrez is obviously some of that you have to at this point, you just have to get him in your lineup. He has a goal or assist in every game this season. But um, I don't know. Stoke's pretty good defensively at home, and Butlin was just very impressive in that Arsenal game. So if he can get 10 saves again and then they lose, you know, at least the 10 saves you get, is mm-hmm. that's a good mm-hmm. amount of points. So, yeah, let's move on to, uh, well, I mean, Stoke's I mean, Mama Juve. Would you rather have Mama Juve or Jamie Vardy? I'd take Vardy just because I think the – the upside for Leicester scoring multiple goals was there. That Diouf just misses so many opportunities close to the, close to goal that they're on target though. Yeah, yes, they are on target, but <laughs> they don't joking. go in. So. I'm just I'm so, but Ibrahim Afalai returns. Just. Yep, Afalai's back. You know, Shakiri's still there. They they just haven't figured out a way. Boyan to get, maybe. Once yeah, in a while. they got a. I just feel like they they look like a team that just met, and yeah. so. Basically, now that everyone's forgotten about Jonathan Walters, this is when he scored. Yeah, hat trick. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Just, maybe, just to remind you that he is a thing. Right, maybe Charlie, although I think Adam's suspended. Yeah. So if there are two teams in the Premier League that are exactly alike, it's Swansea and Everton. Both have two wins. Both have two draws. Both have one loss. Uh, both have only conceded five goals this season. Everton have scored one additional goal. They have a really high-performing midfielder in each of them with Andre Ayew and Ross Barkley. And they also have high-performing forwards, at least they should be. You know, Bafatimbi Gomi is, and Romelu Lukaku is always feared. Mm-hmm. So now that they're playing against each other, is there any fantasy value, considering that Swansea are at home and Everton are on the road, is there anything that you can count on? 
Uh, I kind of prefer the Swansea side in this one for the, the the first reason that they're home, and I just think, you know, when you have two evenly matched clubs, you take the home one. But also that Everton, um, Seamus Coleman left last weekend's match with a hamstring injury. They're already down Leighton Baines. Um, so defensively, I think they're a little, I mean, not a little, they're light. Um, and even some of their uh, defensive midfielders are hurt. Bezic was hurt, and then... Um, Barry was fine. What was the other one? McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. So they're all kind of banged up a little bit. And with the way that Swansea can attack with, I mean, IU is certainly the, the best of the bunch, but Shelby's played really well. Uh, Key's working his way back in. Uh, Sigurdsson off his free kicks is always dangerous. So I think they have a few more attacking possibilities, whereas with Everton, I feel just fantasy-wise, you're, you're depending a lot on Ross Barkley and, and Lukaku at you know the Naismith we talked about it on Tuesday, but everybody's giving Roberto Martinez a lot of credit for putting Naismith in that game. But in he reality, he very well couldn't have played at all yeah. if it wasn't for that injury. So yeah, I mean, Aaron Lennon also is going to be on the wing too. Yep, I I, I, I would put Aaron Lennon in that category of one of yeah. the most overrated players in the history of fantasy soccer. <laughs> there's no yeah, there's no bias because he was on Tottenham though, right? No. no bias at all? No. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was going to say the next one. It's one that I discussed with uh, J.D. Bazo, who's on our MLS podcast, that Andrus Townsend is another one that people always talk about as the next you know, great player, and we've never seen anything to make us think that that's actually going to come to fruition. Well, so maybe the next player after to... that, maybe the next player is ne- that is Harry Kane. Yeah, maybe. Let's hope so. Uh, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh... No spite there at all. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think um, you can comfort. I would, I would be very comfortable starting any of the Swansea attackers. Where I, I have a little hesitation on Everton. So, would you be more comfortable? Would you be comfortable starting Swansea defenders then, or Swansea goalkeepers, or specifically Lucas Fabianski? Yeah, I would. I'm gonna. I, I've Pass. stayed away with them so far, but I would, <laughs> you know, I, mostly because I think, you know, like we said, that Newcastle Watford game offers some possibilities, and I'd rather save some money there than having to pay up for Kyle Naughton or yeah, Ashley yeah. Williams. I have a funny feeling we're foreshadowing with our Mondo Gold Daily Dose <laughs> maybe, later on. Maybe. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about Manchester City, who are at home against West Ham. This is kind of a show-me moment for Dimitri Payet. This is not an easy spot here, but no. he has been dominant, uh, completely taking over games for West Ham. And also, you, it's, uh, surprisingly, not maybe not surprisingly, but under the radar, Aaron Cresswell has two assists already. Yep. Yeah, he's looked really good. Carl Jenkinson seems to be like battling for playing time now, which is a little strange because I thought he was always pretty good. But yeah, this is yeah, a if tough you want to know why, because I drafted him. Yeah, fair enough. This is a tough one to walk into. Uh, Man City coming off that uh, Juventus home loss in the Champions League, their first loss, of the, their first non-win of the season. Um, so uh, Sergio Aguero came on late. Uh, he was. He was basically all but ruled out with that knee injury that he suffered last weekend against Crystal Palace. It was kind of surprising that he was on the bench, and then all you know he had to come on to see if they could try to tie it at the end. But I would assume, oh, I'm not. I was gonna say I assume he starts, but um, you know, with the way that he has been injury-wise the last few years, I guess you have to at least be ready to have a replacement. The only problem is is that it's the later game. Mondogol has the the early lock anyway, but. For the other sites that have late swap, you're you're basically paying up for Aguero, and you're building your lineup around a very expensive player with the possibility that you'll replace him for Wilfried Bonius, probably much cheaper. So, I don't know. I um, I'm going to stay away from the West Ham side on this one, just because Man City have been so good defensively, and 
you know, they're not Juventus. Yeah, it, they're certainly not Juventus. Uh, that's certainly true. But uh, would you feel comfortable? Like uh, Kolarov is going to be priced pretty highly. Would you go with the Kolarov this week? Yeah, he's really expensive pretty much everywhere, deservedly so. Um, I think this is the the most lopsided matchup of the week. Not to say that like West Ham are terrible, but you know, Man City, they're without a doubt the best team in the Premier yeah. League right Man now. City, so. Man City, unless they're playing like Arsenal or Manchester United, is going to be a very lopsided matchup right now because of the way they're playing. Right, right. So uh, I think defensive-wise for the Saturday slate, this is kind of where you go at first. Uh, and But yeah, you're right. Kolarov is, is really expensive. You, know, you could try to get cute with uh, Bakari Sanya if you want, but you're not going to get the same uh, production. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see company got uh, was it a thigh? He got some sort of injury in that Juventus match and had to come off. So if maybe they go maybe with Maybe it's Otamendi. Otamendi, yeah. But, uh, you know, center, you're not going to, usually not going to go with a center back over yeah. the two fullbacks. But, yeah, I would consider, I, I would consider them. I just, uh, I think there are better options elsewhere. <coughs> Potentially in, uh, maybe in this matchup with Spurs. Nope, not at all. Spurs at home against Crystal <laughs> Palace. No defensive option possible here. Both teams don't like playing defense much. So, Oh God! There's going to be a lot of goals in this one, or there the should very be. Spurs, or the very Spursy and Parjuy thing to do would be a nil-nil draw. Yeah, I mean, you, this kind of I I feel like this is very similar to the Spurs Everton one that we saw earlier, where you were so uh, the, ultimate, the ultimate middle finger to yeah, fancy owners. Yeah, which you <laughs> nailed it. So um, I made a comment last week that I you know at this point nobody's allowed to take credit for for saying Harry Kane's going to. You know, get his first goal week to week as we keep. You keep going. trying. Because, yeah, you keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> yes, at some point he's not going to go 38 games without a goal. So yes, you're going to be right at some point. But we're, we're we've gone to, six weeks now. We've, you've gone too far. Whoever keeps, you know. Well, not, I mean, I don't what, have anyone what, what, in mind. One, but, one thing that I said at the beginning of the season is I have sold all shares of Christian Eriksen. Yep. Yeah, I think he's still, I don't know if he's back yet. Like I said, we were doing this before I got through all the injury reports. But, yeah, but yeah I'm like, off on that. I completely agree with you there. There's just not enough in open play to to warrant that look, particularly when Kane is not uh, finishing. Uh, Sun looks pretty good, actually. He's. I think he scored in their Europa match yesterday. So, he did. Um, I, I actually... A brace, by from, the way. Oh, he had two. I didn't even know that. So he. I think he actually has, price-wise, he'll be cheaper than Harry Kane probably everywhere. So I think price-wise, you're you're going to get more value out of him than you will Kane. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the palace side, who knows if we'll even get a forward on the, in the starting 11. The, yeah. You got, you just got to check the line. I mean, saying Sacco would probably be an option for you. balassi has got to be an option. But one thing that Tottenham does have is speed at defense with Kyle Walker uh, and Danny Rose. It's just, well, Davies has been starting. Yeah. Davies, yeah Ben so. Davis. Yeah. Ben Davis has been starting, but it's, and Jan, Ver, I mean, Jan Vertonghen and um, Alderweireld. Alderweireld, they're not slow. No, so yeah. You can't just beat them with pure speed. You yeah. actually have to, you know, throw some skill around in there, which is, which means to me that it's got to be like a Jason Punchin type match. Oh, right? yeah. I was going to say either him or Kabat. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Sacco or Punchin. Those would be the two options. Those would be the two options I feel most comfortable with. Yeah, Sacco is very expensive on Mondo goal. As he should be. Yeah. When you score 20 points a game or so whatever he's scoring, you're probably going to get your price inflated. Yeah. With this uh, this slate, it's a three game slate. Um, looking at the, I don't know how you how anybody can comfortably go with Harry Kane given some of the other options you can take. 
Absolutely. And I think the option in the next matchup is the best one, is, Chris, is uh, Christian Benteke with Liverpool at home against Norwich. Yep. I think this is the most lopsided matchup. Yes. Liverpool yeah. at home. I, yeah, I guess if you're going for a full you go for a full, yeah. Yep. You take you can take as many options as you can stomach. Yeah, yeah, so, totally agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I remember doing rankings. I'm like, I I I was I unfortunately was the slowest to do my rankings. So I saw everyone's as uh, after I inputted them in, and I looked at the goaltenders, and I'm like, well, is is Mignolet hurt? <laughs> you know, yeah. is he suspended? I don't understand. I have him ranked number one, and no one else had him ranked at all. Yeah, I went back and and changed mine since I that was just a oversight on mine, but. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think it's ultimately, you know. I just, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it's Minule who was second in the Golden Glove race last season. <laughs> you love bringing that up. I, I just, if it was Spurs at home against Norwich, would you have Loris as number one? I'd have him up there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Liverpool do have a, a little more tried and true defense. Considering that they last season they kept clean sheets. I was gonna say you were just talking about how good. I guess you're just saying they were fast. Maybe not that good. They're fast, yeah. which is why Velocity with just pure speed and not too much shooting ability, that's not going to really yeah. tax the system. Yeah, you know? that's fair. Um, but he, yeah, might the, get, he might get an assist, but I, I'm not going to – I don't chase assists right, often right, in, right. In, in, in weekly formats. So. Yeah, we should know Coutinho's back. Uh, yep, we should know suspension, that. So I this think is a perfect time to get a 25-yard stunner. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I li- yeah, I like him. I like uh, certainly Ben Teke. Uh, Sturridge, I wonder, he's obviously not going to start, but he's like back in full training. Brendan yeah. Rodgers said, you know, it's going to be a few weeks, but it'll be, he's close. And so yeah, that Cacin- helps. Cacino's going to get a, a large dose of Alexander Tete, who's a pretty decent player yeah. for Norwich. So I wonder if they try to sneak Danny Ings back in, because yeah. it sounded like Rodgers was pretty impressed yeah. with how he Al- played. Yeah, Alexander Tete was supposed to be the replacement for Leroy Fair. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's not as good as Leroy Fair, but he is yeah. good defensively. So Coutinho, if he gets one, it's going to be well-deserved. Is Fair still with QPR? He yes, couldn't he get out? No, it's too bad. Oh, well. Well, yeah, maybe, I would, there's, maybe in January. Yeah. Maybe in January. The way I, you know, I usually look at Liverpool and, and don't hesitate to uh, play some attacking players against them. So I don't think, I'm not that against Nathan Redmond this week, but he's probably the only one. Like Cam, I don't think Cameron Jerome is is a great matchup here. Yeah, no, definitely not a good matchup for him. I, I don't think it's good for Nathan Redmond, anybody. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, he, some people were talking about Russell Martin because he's good at set pieces, and I say, so is Martin Skirtle. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those uh, Wheel of Fortune before and after. Sure, Russell sure. Martin, Martin Skirtle. You know, <laughs> I'd rather take the Martin Skirtle part of that sure. if I take a choice. But, um, no, I think this is the most lopsided matchup in Liverpool. I think they're a decent, a decent, ch- a decent chance to get a, a decent amount of points here. Yeah. Let's get to the last game of the weekend, all Sunday. Um, so we have Southampton at home against Manchester United, which ruins my budget goalkeeper Armando goal for Martin Stecklenburg. <laughs> but, uh, you know. There's another uh, option. There's, there's a, definitely other options. But uh, Stecklenburg at home against Manchester United. Um, I don't even know. I, I don't even know uh, which Manchester United shows up. Well, I'm guessing Rooney's out again. Yeah. Um, so I. Is Fel- would Fellaini play again up front? Well, they started Martial in the, in the Champions League. I know that, but in the Premier League, it's not the same. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't think Fellaini did much to, like, sh- I don't think he was that much better than uh, than Martial was. But the the weird thing is that United look a lot better without Rooney. 
and which is strange. Yeah, so strange to to hear that. Well, it's strange to hear it. I just wonder if now you know Louis Van Hall is is building this team the way he wants it, and he kind of has always been stuck with Rooney. And that's he, the case. They should have let him go to Chelsea for when Chelsea was willing to pay all that money for him. That wasn't this year, though. I think it was last, last season. Right, last year I think they had to see if they could do it, and um, you know they got back in the Champions League at least. But they they're they just look a lot better without him on the field. Maybe because he's just not as quick as the guys that are around him, like. Depay and Martial are pretty quick, and um, Mata is not exactly the fastest player, but nope. but he can he moves the ball quickly. I'll, I'll put true. it that way. That's true. That's so true. He, uh, he can he, play with around speed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But Manchester United wise, I, who who's your top pick to go in this matchup? If you were to pick a Manchester United player, I stayed away from this matchup altogether. Um, you don't think that there are goals here, though? I can't say. I can't predict who's going to score them. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the the left back situation for Manchester United kind of uh, brings up some questions because I actually would be okay with somebody like Graziano Pele if Daly Blind was one of the center backs because yeah, he's basically he twice the size of Daly Blind. Yeah, but he may not be now. But right, so if Blind moves to left back, then there's a big hole. You know, there, there's going to be a hole at center back for for Manchester United. Um, Car- Michael Carrick, I think, played there a little bit last year, and I think he's essentially an option. Or they go with, I guess, Paddy McNair's pretty big, but he's Paddy McNair. Yeah. And so, well, no, like I said, I'm surprised that Manchester United have been so stout defensively, considering that they're so small. Yeah. But maybe, maybe this is the matchup that exploits it. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. But this is why they went so big on you know the center of the midfield, so that they can shield right. that, that lack of size. Right. So, so well, right. So I think you could actually, in this situation, see. Schneiderlin, Schweinsteiger, and Carrick all start. Not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, Carrick will be behind them, but but, you know, it, it, but but my my thing is, you know, what does that mean for someone like Sadio Mane, who's been who's shown signs of life all all whenever he plays, but for some reason he just doesn't play every week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm staying yeah. away. I, you know, talking it up, I'm still going to stay away from this one. <laughs> yeah, at uh, least exactly. on my weekend long Mondo goal with team, I'll probably. That's those. That's the one we did for Daily Dose. I don't think that's if the, I did yeah. a Sunday one, I I might. Our Daily Dose is sponsored by yes. Mondo Goal, so we we will certainly be doing that. And in fact, we can get to that right now if yeah. you are ready for that. Uh, yeah, sir. let's do it. Let, let, let let's hear. Let's hear, last week we did an all budget team, and it actually did pretty well. I'm not gonna lie, it didn't win, but no. it did pretty well. So just this goes to show that you you can you can pick a lot of budget players and still do okay. It was one of those things that I wish we could set up a league where we could do that where we could say everybody go in and not go over 7 million, but I don't think uh, customization is anywhere close to the top of any of these daily sites lists. So Not yet, at least. Not yet. All right, but well, let's go to our daily dose from Mondo Goal here. We are doing the week six free roll. Well, we do, we filled out for the free roll, but we will be importing these lineups into other, other games no, I, as well. I need but to do a free roll. I had BPL week six, 10 slot. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, there you go. But uh, all right, I'll start with my back. Well, back four with with goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. So three defenders, one goalie. I, I don't stray from three four three. It's just it's too good. Anyway, Tim Krul is my goalkeeper at four million. That's just it's the cheapest one, and he starts. And I think he has a good matchup even. So uh, I also doubled him up with Daryl Yanmot, who's at five point six million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I have Joe Gomez 
at mm-hmm. six million, starting yep. for Liverpool in that great matchup. Mm-hmm. And then I spent money on Simon Francis, eight point six million. Oh wow! Yeah, the I have uh, Kroll and Janmat too. That's kind of an easy combo if you're gonna uh, less go than ten percent of the budget, and you get two players. Two players, yeah. Uh, I also went at that Liverpool one, but I took the other side. I went seven uh, three on Nathaniel Klein, and then my last pick is a total wild card. And he is a defender on the road playing against a team that I said may not do anything. But I paid $6.3 million for DeAndre Yedlin. I thought about it. <laughs> I really There's, thought about so it. So he that... last week he was ineligible to play against Spurs as the parent club. And so this is the first time he's going to be able to play. I can't fathom he really gets a start. But You just wanted to mention his name. On the I top. needed to talk about him. <laughs> so USA. Yeah, USA. Well, not not to ignore that. Of course, I, I think he's better than he probably is because of that. But he he's going to be able to compete for that right-back spot or he'll play further up as a midfielder. And any time you, you get a midfielder or a defender playing in the midfield, I think you, you have, to, have to take that opportunity. And playing against a Burnmouth side that we've seen as, you know, they gave up three goals to West Ham and they gave up three goals to Norwich. So maybe Sunderland can break through thanks to DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your midfielders? Uh, <laughs> um, I that think... sounds like something I would say. You're, you, I feel like I'm rubbing off on you in the in the worst ways possible. No, that was that was the appropriate response. <laughs> um, I paid ten six from Riyad Mahrez, who yes. we kind of said earlier is someone you can't you can't, can't ignore at this point. You can't ignore him. Yeah. Um, I paid eleven three for Coutinho. Um, I could, or I'm sorry, I paid 11 for Coutinho. I have 300,000 left over, so I could have also paid 11.3 for Barkley or Mane. Um, but I, I like this, um, you know, I like this matchup. Coutinho um, can do a little more uh, on Mondo Gold than he can on some other sites that are so goal dependent. But if he can get a 25 yarder in, then I'll I'll take that happily. And then I started. I have a three player Manchester City stack. And I spent 13.1 on Yaya Torre and 12 million on Kevin De Bruyne, who I realize has not started yet. But I'm holding out hope that this is it. the 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 danger in this is that lineups lock before we know the lineup here, uh, or our fantasy lineup rosters lock before we see the Man City lineups because they're the later game on Sunday or on Saturday, excuse me. But um, I keep going with the they didn't buy him to sit him, so I'm hoping that that combo pays off. I I was unable to afford David Silva, which is the only reason why he's not there as opposed to Yaya Torre. Yep. So uh, very similar thought processes here. I did pay the extra three million from Coutinho to do Ross Barkley. I also have three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Yeah. Excuse me, um, Ross Barkley, and I also have Riyad Mahrez at the ten six. I did. Uh, pay for Yaya Torre at thirteen point one million, and of course my favorite Andre Ayew at twelve point seven million. Mm. So lots of money in the midfield for me. So that's, I mean, your those are your Everton Swansea goal scorers, I assume. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. makes you, sense. I, yeah, you just you, exactly. Yeah, and you don't f- need you don't need that game to be you know three two or. Five, no, four, and you, you know what? Know. For all I know, it could be two, two, three, two, but it, it, I, I think it's going to be like two, one. Like that's that's the most likely outcome to me. Yeah, and probably to Swansea, I have to guess. But uh, you know, 
Andre Ayu and Ross Barkley have been really good. Yeah, they really Andre Ayu is a midfielder who plays forward, for example. Right. So, right. you know, that's always a good thing. All right. But forwards, speaking of, I have Callum Wilson at $8.8 mm-hmm. because he's just too inexpensive to look, at, uh, to look past. Mm-hmm. Pedro at 6.3 because he's really inexpensive. And then I was able, because of that, to pay the full price for Sergio Aguero at 12.3. Hold yeah, on. I, I went Aguero as well. Um, we should know Pedro uh, didn't play against Maccabee because of some uh, hamstring or whatever it was. He was clearly just benched, and <laughs> that's it. So he should be back. Um, I I have been on record as saying I would always take Pedro over Diego Costa, but I am not. I'm going completely against it this week and paying seven point three for Diego Costa home against uh, Arsenal because. It just seems like the kind of player who would score against Arsenal. That's the, that's the only justification I had for picking him. But it's seven point three million. That's dirt. Man, cheap. the facts and the science you're using this I know, week. I know it's a Man, total. It's, e- I, even even I would be like, really? I can't even call that like a gut call. But he finally, you know, he scored against Maccabee on a goal that everybody was giving him so much credit for, which was clearly a miss hit. But, um, and then I paid ten point two for Alexis Sanchez, who I is falling into this Harry Kane yeah. he'll score at this some is the point. Week. This is the week. Right. So I think if I think this game is one, one, and I think those are the two goal scores. Well, as a Chelsea fan, I'm desperately hoping that that's the case, that that's the final score, but uh, you can't I really still... think that Arsenal is going to go into Stamford bridge and win. Why not? Well, what is Chelsea, what, what, yeah, it's also been, yeah, what, what has Chelsea been? This is not, this is not, you know, last year's Chelsea or two years ago's Chelsea. Or, yeah, that's fair. You know, this is the third year of Jose Mourinho and this is when the wheels fall off the bus. Yeah. Uh, I sent you that picture of a crumpled bus. Yeah. A, that's really what it looks like this season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll start six center backs. Who knows? If they had him, I'm sure he would. Oh, they have him now. But uh, anyway, just. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm just, I'm dreading our next midweek podcast because I'm already resigned to the loss that's going to happen on Saturday. And it's also the first thing of the, it's first, the first game of the day. So it's like, that's how my day is going to start. That's how my weekend's going to start. And it's just that, that, that imminent dread feeling. It's just so uncomfortable. And I feel like I now feel like how you felt whenever Chelsea, whenever Chelsea had come to town against Arsenal. Yeah, I feel like it's a complete 180. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't see a situation where they don't, where one side, like I I wonder if we'll start talking Tuesday and we'll both be kind of happy with a 2-2 draw and say like, oh, yeah, it was a good game. We saw good things. And, you know, both the, both teams deserved a point and nothing more than that. But I imagine we're going to be like, well, you know, both sides wasted so many chances. It was 1-1 on, you know, a Koscielny own goal and a, uh, I don't know how else uh, how Arsenal even scores, but you know, just a, an awful match that makes us both feel like crap. Well, hopefully, well, I bet you it's going to be a Bronislav Ivanovic own goal. So that oh, I there just, you go. It, so I just spontaneously combusted my chair. Yeah. <laughs> but on that note, we will end this episode of the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I hope everyone has great luck this weekend. Uh, if you pick my team exactly, good luck. Uh, you're going to fail. I just that that's just how it's been so far this season. Do the exact opposite of what I say. Do what Andrew says, even if it's based on zero facts at all like he had this week. But uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Or actually, uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Yeah, good luck, sir. Yeah, you too.
Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13.